Welcome to the end. Let's figure out how to do this. Have a great week. Welcome to the Implication Podcast, where we seek to understand what can be drawn from something, although it may not be explicitly stated. Hello and welcome to the Implication. My name is Adam. And I'm Eric. We're so happy you've joined us. And today we're going to change up our format a little bit. Uh, we're going to be looking at a single topic, taking a deeper look. What are we talking about today, Eric? Today we're going to focus on driverless cars and specifically the ethics of them. They've been in the news a lot lately, so we decided we're going to take a look at this topic. It could be very interesting. So as we kick this off, I think we should start off by looking at the range of driverless or assisted driving cars that exist. Okay, well, so, the way I understand it is self-driving cars is separate, more advanced technology than what car companies like Tesla call autopilot, which is basically a bunch of uh, sensors that help the driver drive. So, you know, it will break for you before you get an accident, stuff like that, right? It's not completely driving the car. So a couple of weeks ago, someone, someone got killed in a Tesla car that had autopilot, right? But a lot of the news sites were just going with self-driving car, right? It's the first, it's the first fatal accident with a self-driving car, but it wasn't a self-driving car. It just had autopilot. All right, so it was lower on that end of the spectrum. If you think on one complete side is cars as you traditionally know it, where you get in, you do everything, blah, blah, blah. And then this is probably somewhere in the middle where you're driving, you can turn this thing on or this thing comes on, and it's more like it augments. It's almost like a co-pilot helping you out to the complete other side of the spectrum which should be coming down the pipeline to cars and trucks in the future of complete automation where you just get in and everything happens for you. Exactly. A self-driving car, theoretically, you should be able to get in the car, tell it where you want to go, and it brings you there without you having to input any other information. You don't have to operate the car. I would even think, you know, even my phone knows, you know, in the morning... It knows where I'm about to go, depending on the day of the week, um, and will automatically alert me if there is a traffic incident on my way to work, for example. When we've been in habits of visiting certain stores on certain days, or there was time where we'd always play tennis on the same nights, I'd all of a sudden, an hour before we typically would play, my phone would pop up and say, hey, you're looking at a... 18 minute commute to where I'm pretty sure you're going to want to go. So right. I say all that because I think it will even be further than you get in and tell it where you want to go. It'll be more of just a, you get right. in, it's pretty sure where you want to go. You can probably, you'll be able to override it, but it's going to know. Right. And, and the car that Google is working on will presumably have all of that functionality built in. I mean, Google already has its auto, uh, Android auto which, you know, has maps integrated, your text messaging, your emailing, your music, your radio, blah, blah, blah. I would assume all that stuff would be included in the Google car. But anyway, that's besides the point. So we want to talk about the ethics of the self-driving car, right? 
there's been a bunch of articles lately that have been posing the question how would the self-driving car decide who dies in certain in certain situations so let's say the car is about to run into someone who just walked right in front of the car the only way out of that situation is to veer off the road and potentially hurting the driver right but if the car just drives into the person that walked in front the driver would be safe right but the person would be injured or killed so this feeds into a larger discussion of the ethics of machines in general right all the technology we build has a certain ethical background even if it's not explicitly stated in there right how tall a door is or something could have implications about what kind of people you want in there right if everyone was three feet tall we all our doors would be three feet tall right Anyway, right, that's just is. a really, really basic example of it, right? Right, and it's also ultimately going to come down to the programmers that are putting in the code that the car is running off of. Ultimately, they're somehow going to make the argument and hard code it into the system for the car, and they're going to have to make an argument of kind of a, if this happens, then that happens and that's where when they're doing that that's a ethical decision they're coding into big chunk of machinery and that's going to have real consequences so person walks out and it's it's kind of interesting if it's the technology is able to identify people and their movements and the car is also doing while it's analyzing the road is it's predicting based on what it's seeing where things are going to be two and three seconds down into the future. So it's it's actively predicting what's going to happen. So I say that because the technology is built to recognize that's a human, that's what a human typically looks like, this is how a human typically behaves, that's what another car looks like, this is what a dog looks like, that's what a obstacle like a cone looks like. So anyway, when they're looking at this, I, I don't know how the two sides of it, it's in this situation, somebody walks out, is the car going to be, it could go two ways where it's, it's the driver is kind of seen as somehow higher ranking in the, in the coding structure than those outside the car. So it will be, well, we'll break and we hope for the best, but we're not going to veer into a ditch because this person isn't obeying the rules of the, you know, this person walked out in traffic. Um, so it's an interesting question. And it, I mean, the way I look at it is all these, we've, I mean, we've been hearing questions like this forever, right? If we give machines the ability to decide, how can we trust their decisions? Especially when it comes to ethical questions of who to kill, right? Because that's always like a, like if we built a war robot, a robotic soldier, right? Who how would that soldier robotic soldier decide who to kill and who not to kill but i mean the way i see it is we we build those answers into it already right i mean that the robot's not really making the decision no we give we give it the parameters of what to input into that decision so the ethics is all on us anyway if we're fully aware or as fully aware of things that we can be and program the car or the robot whatever it is we we're we're the programmers the other kind of wrinkle that i can see with it though is 
So technology keeps getting better. It's getting really good at recognizing what's what and minimizing any issues. But that being said, there could be... So this this incident with the autopilot, I may be wrong, but I did... And I don't know if it was the same incident where the car, the truck was blending in with... It, yeah. The truck was white or the color was blending in with the sky and it could not see it. So, mm-hmm. so the other potential flaw could be if something walks out into the street or a person walks out into the street and the car for whatever reason doesn't realize it's a person what if it's what if the the person's holding an umbrella to the left and they're walking out you know the umbrella is facing the car the car just sees it as an object and thinks nothing of it or just thinks oh well there's something unexpected but it's like it doesn't know what it is so it just slows down a little bit and hits it and it turns out to be a person. So that's where right. I could also see other potential issues. If the, yeah, you have the coding there, the coding could have accounted for a person would have placed higher importance on what to do, but it didn't realize this was a human or you know, whatever. Right. But that, I mean, that's more of a failure of technology of the sensors. Cause that's not, that's not even, a, that's not a decision, a decisive moment. Cause if it doesn't see anything or if it doesn't see anything, why would it stop? That's why the the incident with the truck a couple of weeks ago is not really an indication of what the ethical problems are, because that's just a technological right. failure. And there's also certainly just in terms of safety, you know, the driverless cars, the true ones. They've been testing these cars endlessly. Being Google, Tesla. I mean, all the companies are really getting involved with it. Most auto companies, it's definitely seen as the future and the direction that we're going. And that being said, I mean, the, the number of incidents is minimal to, right. to negligible compared to if you took all those driving hours and split it among people and the, the, the number of issues or incidents that likely would have happened. Right. That's what I was about to bring up is that as humans, we fail just as often as machines, right? Even if, you know, probably more. You know, that the driver of the car apparently didn't. Well, I guess we don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It could have been just as easily the fact that the guy that was driving the car didn't see because the sun was too bright and blocking his view. You know, we've all been there. The sun blocking your view. You can't see. You're like squinting and like driving. Miserable. You know, who knows what you're doing to try to see or if it's raining really hard. You can't see that well. Anything could happen at any moment that you you don't react quick enough. Environmental factors, blah, blah, blah. You're blind. Anything could happen. Exactly. And then, so those are kind of the unwilling distractions. But now, you know, when mm. <clears throat> when out driving, if whenever I look around, yeah. it's Constantly. not, you, everybody seems to be, looking at their phone like no matter annoying you know no matter if you're on the interstate if you're in traffic it just seems for some reason somehow that has become a a priority of people where whatever it is they're doing can't wait it's so Um, dangerous it's so so dangerous and i don't this is why I can't wait. I'd rather have self-driving cars making all the decisions (laughs) okay because (laughs) Because at least, you know, when we're coding the things, we'll say, okay, we have pre-programmed decisions, right? 
But if humans are in the car looking at their phone, they're they they don't they're not even in a position to make a decision because they're not aware that they need to make a decision because they're texting exactly. hello to their friend. So, it's frightening. So that's kind of that's the other side of things is I feel like ideally we would have had self-driving cars just before the smartphone really took off <laughs> and yeah, that would it have became nice. some accept an accepted norm to to use it to text you know while driving i mean just i guess yeah just 10 years ago like texting was just starting to get going you know now you never call anybody so <laughs> anyway <laughs> which is a whole nother set of discussion that's a whole nother discussion for another day yeah but you know back kind of to the ethics of it you know how do you see so you have all these companies looking to to get this thing built out so so you have different sets of coders or different groups of people building these things and they're gonna handle coding certain issues like this differently so so say they all do this situation a little differently how do you look at that i mean there could there, there could be some sort of standard body that makes the decisions some sort of ethical body ethical uh, ethics board if you will that will maintain a certain ethical standard for the different companies right because there's would definitely be a selling point if i said so google does google's gonna veer into a ditch and tesla's gonna put its put you in harm's way there would definitely be a good selling point for a car company to say, no, you know what? Sorry, that person walked out in front of this front of you. That's their fault. I'm going to protect you. You're my consumer. But there's also the there's also it's also the case that the car will be able to react faster and make a better decision. And there might be a third option, you know, rather than hitting the person or veering into the ditch. Right. right? Well, it this would, is it an would extreme know, example. Yeah, of course, but that's that. Well, that's just a problem with ethical dilemma type questions, right? We always go with the extreme example, but that's rarely the case. And there's always contextual evidence in every case that makes it different. But that's that also makes it more difficult to prepare for when you're making a standard system like this. But I mean, if that the car will also presumably be able to make maneuvers that most standard human drivers couldn't make because most people aren't good at driving (laughs) you think it'd be like driving with james bond (laughs) yeah i do (laughs) (laughs) i think it'd be close to that safety wise anyway it could it could pull a maneuver to do something to at least try right i think the example i saw was say you're driving on the interstate and something happens right in front of you so so now you have multiple kind of things that you you it's not as simple as swerve off the road or hit a person question i can right i can hit a minivan with probably has a family of four in it i can go hit the small motorcycle i can hit a truck there's multiple things that'll be going on yes um multiple I think, situations i think what it comes down to too is that there's gonna be accidents but i think if we all had self-driving cars there'll be a lot less accidents and we'll just have to say there's accidents what are you gonna do right i mean most accidents that happen no one's you know liable if you kill someone in the car you're not necessarily liable for killing them depending on the situation yeah of course so if a google car kills someone 
you could automatically say, well, it's not in the programming to kill someone deliberately. Right. But there's going <laughs> to, I mean, it's, <clears throat> I think it's a given though that it's going to be so easy if and when there are incidents that whoever the car company is that had the accident will be um, looked at much harder than a person would. I, it's a True. huge, it's a huge liability for the company. And I'd, I'd be curious to see how they, how the companies address that, whether you like sign a waiver or click, you know, like your license end user license agreement when you're signing up for the Apple store. Are you going (laughs) to, you're still, you're the driver is still ultimately responsible for what the car is doing. So if the car is mishandling or something, you have to be aware that the car isn't operating correctly and you have to take control. You can't just be like, oh, the car was going crazy. I couldn't do anything because I was sleeping you know, and watching a movie in the backseat. <laughs> right. Right. But you're seeing, the, I mean, the idea is these cars you'll get in and the idea is at some point you won't even have any control capabilities. It'll just be like a little pod you get in and you sit down. I, I mean, think- that's what the vision is well i think eventually that's way down the road i think because i think for that the infrastructure for that is a lot more expensive than just a google type car my phone just woke up when i said google (laughs) (laughs) they're listening talking about me they're listening (laughs) well another another well let's say that the self-driving car happens and it gets implemented and it's gonna happen it's gonna happen but let's say for sure it does. Let's say in five years, the consumer model 2021. comes out. What? 2021. 2021. The you first heard it on the Google first. Five more years later. So let's say in 10 years, there's the first transportation vehicle for, you know, a truck. A 16-wheeler truck self-driving car comes out. All that the may con- be quicker. Well, Sorry. not necessarily. <laughs> I just feel like there's a lot more money in that for the company. So well, yeah, but I think... Anyway, I think they'll want to test it a lot before they jump on. So all these people are going to be, all all the driving jobs, what's going to happen? They are going to be gone. Yes. <laughs> or, not necessarily, because what if they, they might still, they'll still need a person to sit in the car while it's driving itself. Why? <clears throat> well, like we said, because just in case the car or the truck starts operating the wrong way someone needs to be there well so a little bit of a tangent here but i also think i think the way that's going to go is that they're not going to have bodies sitting in the trucks they're going to have more like a operating center like you have with drones and Mm. um and you'll have somebody sitting there and they'll be just monitoring all these trucks and if if and when there's issues they'll just be alerted and they'll try and handle it that's a possibility you should pitch that. Yeah. Uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think I think the I think the amount of money that's could be saved by the trucking industry. Plus, it's a gonna, lot more safer too. It's gonna drive a lot quicker. They're gonna be a lot quicker to get something out on the road. That being said, they could be quicker, um, and in that haste, you run into other potential issues that maybe companies like Google are taking a lot more time on and really trying to nail down. I think, because I've seen a couple of articles decrying how we're going to be losing all these jobs because of robots and automated 
stuff like cars it's fantastic i think it's I mean, great like why like, <laughs> like no like who wants to be doing these jobs the problem is there's not going to be any more jobs for people <laughs> yeah right we're just I mean, run, we're just running out of jobs and we're taking them away so we yeah. just we there's a there's a really big problem here that yeah, we can't just be like same. oh it's great because all these bad jobs are gone no It'll one has to another, do them it's going to be a, a huge impact you know, even bigger than anything we've seen before with all the automation and the factories and things like that. But the other side of that coin is you eliminate all these jobs, but they are not highly desired jobs. Yeah, it's making an honest living. It's a respectable job. It's It needs to be done and it needs to be done well. You know, that's somebody driving how many thousands pounds of freight 70 miles an hour down the highway. That's a lot of responsibility. So yeah. anyways, but these jobs are going to go away. And it's the same argument that you see still playing out with, oh, all these jobs went to China or all these jobs, uh, Mexicans have taken all these jobs. Well, they're, they're lower wage, labor intensive jobs. They're, ta- they're or- taking the jobs because you didn't want them. <laughs> <laughs> right? And these are jobs like when America was founded, we just had the 4th of July last week. So when, when they founded the U.S., they didn't, they didn't envision all the citizens laboring for 45 years of their life and then retiring to have a couple good years sitting on their patio, you know? Well, yeah, I don't think that's what anyone ever envisioned of their life, that you just work for most of it and then you retire and hope you live for long enough and have enough money to have a nice retirement. You know, our generation, good luck with that. Retiring's, you know... Anyway, going to be very interesting. I think my point with bringing up the jobs thing is that the the real ethical questions aren't going to be about who gets killed by the driverless car. It's going to be how are we going to structure our economy around the driverless car, around how people don't have jobs anymore, <laughs> <laughs> right? Because they're not because they're lazy, which was never the case. People don't have jobs because they're lazy. Of course, there's a few of them, but that's not the point. The point is we have to, there's going to have to be some sort of new economical system to account for how many people can work because of the limit of jobs. Right. And that will get us into a whole nother conversation. Yes, indeed. (laughs) For another day. (laughs) Yep. Countries are already starting to look at that issue. It is starting to get on the horizon. Well, I certainly hope we start to begin to prepare for a very different world. I think it's a world that we haven't seen. And that's another discussion is that we're not living that differently than we were a few hundred years ago. And sure, there's a lot of aesthetical differences. And what I mean by that is there's a lot of surface level differences. Anyway, yes, there are a lot of podcasts. (laughs) So I think we covered we covered a good amount of the topic, though I don't think we really got anywhere. What do you think? I think there's multiple issues in addition to the ethical issue that comes up with where we're going with the self-driving cars that um, really you could spend a lot of time looking into and that a lot of people are spending a lot of money and a lot of time looking into figuring and resolving that as we speak. Um, so with that, thank you for joining us. Again, my name is Adam. And I'm Eric. And we'll talk to you again next week.